Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, February 6th. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We'll jump right into things. Richie, how you doing this morning? Afternoon. We're afternoon right now. Yeah, Gosh, I right. was late. Yeah, the, I, actually, <laughs> it's wild because we've been doing like 11 a.m. Uh, most uh, Sundays now, so we got pushed back to 1230. But it was nice. I've, I've already been to Publix, did all my grocery shopping for the week, cleaned the kitchen, got the floors done. So a, a very productive Sunday morning. No, no doubt. Um, glad to be here this morning. Afternoon. Sorry, I'm going to keep messing that up because, again, <laughs> used to uh, used to it being a little bit earlier. But uh, a fun weekend, a good weekend. Hey, we did Disney Friday and Saturday. Wow. I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. We've got people coming over as soon as this podcast is done. So crazy times in the Pittenger house. But uh, what did you guys do? I mean, we went to Disney. So, like, I don't really need to explain to you that or explain that to anybody. I feel like everybody knows what that entails with little kids, but uh, it was fun. We had a good time. My legs are sore. My feet are sore. I, I was telling my buddy this morning, I was telling David this morning from the Breesis company that uh, is now a sponsor of FSU that we'll talk about in just a minute. I feel old now. I'm not quite as old as you, but I do feel old after walking yeah, around well, the parks for two days. So uh, Lindsay's best friend, um, they're, her and their family are they live in chicago but they're taking a disney cruise this week so we actually met her and her husband out at disney springs friday night and it was just miserable as soon as i got out of the parking garage i'm like look walking around there's way too many people here for like a random friday night in february but it was fun went and had some drinks got to catch up with them so i too did disney just a little different than you did this weekend yeah well that's what happens when you get older we uh <laughs> we got to epcot and um I was, I was really excited about getting a margarita. My wife, who is six months pregnant, was like, I can't believe you'd get a margarita right in front of me. Like, that's really rude. And I was just like, yeah, but I'm not the one that's pregnant. Like, why should I have to, you know, like. But then we started the spaces, like, right as we were. And she was already mad about that. We did the spaces live from Epcot with Newburgh over the weekend. And, um, yeah, I just, I couldn't, like, double piss her off. Like, it was either spaces or margarita. Um yeah. So it was it was the spaces. So shout out to anybody that listened to the spaces. You trumped my margarita uh, on <laughs> on Friday. A uh, lot to get to today. Um, Double fries, no slaw. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both of their locations at eighteen eighteen West Tennessee Street and twenty five fifty North Monroe. I just spoke with Harlan this morning, and I think I'm going back up to Tallahassee the end of this month. Um, just about every FSU sport. Sport, like athletic program plays on the 25th baseball's there softball's there men and women's tennis is there there's just a lot going on that weekend so i think i'm going to try and go back up that weekend and i'm not on whole 30 not that i really was last time i was up there anyway <laughs> but i'm going to go to go i'm, I'm going to go back and get my box double fries no slaws shout out charlie again for the worst fast food order of all time but i'm i'm going no slaw and i'm gonna hit that up Okay, one more food item. I went by, okay, if you listen to the spaces this week or if you follow FSU football, this wasn't in the outline, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Florida State, Rich, you saw this because I, I mean, I just know you did. So I'm not going to ask you, oh, did you see this? Like it's, you know, t- terrible radio. But FSU has an official empanada right now. Yeah. Okay, what were your, okay, be honest. Because I was talking with their owner this morning. You can be honest here. What was your first thought when you saw that? No, like, I'm no, fine with you know. it. No, I'm fine because anytime I see Florida State has an official something, that means they are getting dollars for the university and the athletics department, hopefully. So I'm good with it. 
you know, it, it can be an official empanada. We, they can have an official chicken wing, an official hamburger. I don't care. Get an official everything if people are willing to pay money. But I do think they made a good choice because we were talking off air. Sounds like this place is pretty legit. You ate there this morning. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, can I be honest with you? Hopefully I don't get in trouble and ruin all the goodwill that I built up this morning by hanging out with their owner. And, bro, their, their stuff is fire too. Like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, every – and I had already eaten this morning. So, like, I wasn't even really like, oh, I'm hungry, so everything tastes good. Like, no, I had cereal and stuff with my mom. So we stayed with my mom this weekend. Um, I got there. It was amazing. Like, I had the Nutella yeah. uh, Nutella empanada. Like, we hear that and you're like, uh, I don't know. Amazing. No, that sounds so really, good. That sounds really good. Yeah. All over the place. Is she was, yeah. yeah. My kid got it everywhere. Like, I'm cleaning out of her car seat and everything when we got home a few minutes ago. So, um, I also had the carne, the beef, everything they had. They had a, um, they had a cheese bread. Just, okay. I, I can't spend all day talking about what they have, but just, I can't tell you everything on air. Some of this is like off air stuff. There's some really good stuff coming to like FSU sporting events, thanks to them. Yeah. Uh, the the press area, some exclusive stuff. It, it's going to be really, really cool. But when I first saw the the press release, I was like, "What are we doing with an official empanada?" Just like, what is going on here? And now that I've learned more about it and what their vision is, what their mission is, and I've tasted the empanadas, I'm going to be like, I probably will miss the baseball game when I go up there because I'll just be in line for empanadas the whole time. Um, they sent us home. Well, I don't want to make people jealous, but they sent us home with a big box of stuff, a big box of empanadas. My wife was mad at me because she's like, hurry up in there. But then when he brought the box out, she was pretty happy. Great cafe con leche. Those people are the real deal. So more to come from Brisas. Really, really good stuff. Um, I mean, and I've got enough food to last me for the rest of the day from them. So I don't have to cook or anything the rest of the day. So I'm excited for that. Um, and Florida State fans should be too. There's a lot of really good stuff coming from them over the next couple of weeks, months, years. But I can't. But it, it's all like hush hush. So you'll find out more as as time goes. I, don't, I can't spill all the beans here. Um. All right. What happened this week, Richie? Big news. FSU schedule was released last Monday, the day after we were last here on the podcast. Um. I'm gonna pull the schedule up here in just a minute, and we'll kind of jump into talking about. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll go game by game or not, but we'll talk about the schedule, different things here. Um, initial reactions to the schedule release schedule coming out. I mean, my initial reaction is uh, someone in the ACC office was looking out for Florida State because uh, we discussed it last week, how Ed Kennedy over at com did a great article um, not just guessing the schedule, but using, you know, some educated guesses based on who teams were playing weeks sure. prior, weeks after, if they already were locked in. So we had two options, either have a bye against LSU or play Clemson. Obviously, you don't want to play Clemson a week after LSU, whether you win or lose that game. Um, you know, the buys that some people were a little upset about where, where they're at because it's, we don't have a buy ahead of any rival. I love where the two buys are at, and I think the schedule sets up nicely. I, there's no... I don't look at any stretch and say, whoa, that, that's that's going to be rough. Obviously, you know, Wake NC State Clemson stands out. But if that's the worst of the schedule, then, uh, you know, the, Mike doesn't have any excuses right now because on the surface, it looks very manageable. Now, we'll see what these teams look like after spring, after more transfers. Uh, once the season gets going, none of us thought Florida or Clemson would be as bad as they were last year. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe a team surprises us and is much better than we thought. But initial reaction, I'm a fan of it. 
Yeah, I like the way it sets up. I think that it is very manageable at the beginning. I think there's a tough str- – I, I think it's manageable in September. I think it's tough in October. And then I think in November it's it's manageable. I wouldn't call any of it easy. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at a team that's won eight games over the last two years, it would be yeah. really, really tough to say like, oh, this is a, a surefire win or loss or whatever. But I think it's very, very manageable. Let's add this to the stream real quick and kind of look at it quickly, and then we will – uh, we'll we'll go over the schedule much more in depth as um, time goes on and as different things are kind of happening. But let's start with this, and we'll kind of share some thoughts, give some thoughts, and then uh, move on because we'll have plenty of time for schedule talk. Week one, week zero, really. Um, this is not a surprise to anybody. This was already scheduled. In fact, these first two were already scheduled. Um, you've got as close to a sure win as can be. Uh, with yeah. Duquesne coming to Doke Campbell Stadium, I would expect this to be a night game. Um, I would think that this is one that Florida State, uh, because they're a premier program and playing on a week where there aren't many games, I would expect this to be a Saturday evening game. So a lot of excitement, not so hot. Florida State should come out here and take care of business week one. Again, not a lot of shock there. Uh, LSU week two. I like the little bit of extra time. So you get a little bit more than a full week. I mean, LSU has the whole offseason prepare. So I don't know that it's a huge advantage because they don't play a week zero game. But you have a little bit of extra time. Get this on a Sunday night. And we knew about these two. But then, like Ed said, you get a bye week for week three, and it catches us back up so that we're kind of on pace with everyone else because week zero, week one, bye week. And then Louisville. And this is where I want to get your thoughts, Richie, because we knew about the first two, so sorry to kind of keep Mm -hmm. rambling. But I think that you've got this game on a Sunday, this LSU game on a Sunday, and then you've got Louisville on – when I highlight, does it it show up any of the highlights? Yeah. Yeah. You've got Louisville on a Friday. And so any other situation where you would have a Sunday game and then a Saturday game, that's a short week. Anytime you'd be playing Louisville on a Friday, that would obviously be a short week. But because there's a buy sandwiched in between there, you get the advantage of playing both of those on a little bit longer weeks, and it does set up really, really well. Clemson after LSU would have been very tough on a short week, and then you had another short week going to the Louisville game. Instead, you've got a long buy extension and then an extra day for preparation for Boston College because you played Louisville on uh, a Friday. So, Thoughts on Louisville on that Friday as our first ACC game of the year? Yeah, I'm good with it. You know, Louisville, obviously, uh, the game ended up being kind of close, but uh, Louisville kind of dominated the first, you know, 45 minutes of that game. Uh, worth noting, Jordan Travis didn't play. That was a McKenzie Milton game. So uh, very interesting to see what happens when we go up there. Um, I like the idea of getting to Louisville on a, you know, in September as opposed to late in the season. Uh, you know, it doesn't get super cold in Louisville, but they do have some weekends where, you know, it, you just rather play in what you know, what you're used to, which is heat and humidity for most of these players on the roster. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be favored by, you know, again, this game's seven months away, but I, I'd expect them to be favored by three points or so. But a game definitely Florida State can win in the type of wins that in year three, Mike Norvell needs to start stacking up because it. Close 50-50 losses. Okay, we, we saw enough of those the first two years. Now let's get over the hump and win that. And I think opening the ACC season with a win at Louisville would be a huge, especially when you have Boston College coming back to Tallahassee the next weekend. 
I love Florida State coming off of a bye here. I would have thought this would be, even if it was a Saturday game, I would have thought this would be very, very difficult. We saw what happened last year with an emotional uh, loss, uh, and I'm not counting the LSU game as a loss. We'll, we'll break that down later, but I think Florida State has a great chance in that game. Uh, but with a very emotional Notre Dame game and what ended up happening um, after they played them, right? Like they had the Jacksonville State game, the letdown there, the, the kind of horrific loss against them. So I like the week off for Louisville. The game's not a short thing. Louisville's on a short week. They play that Saturday at UCF. And then, so they only have six days rest versus, you know, 12 days for Florida State. And travel within there as well. Travel back from Orlando to Louisville, back to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they travel twice within that short week. So sets up really, really nice. Oh, no, no. That game's in, game's in, um, in Louisville. So, um, they're just traveling back to no. It's at uh, it's at Orlando. Louisville. It's at the bounce house, right, right, right. But they're not coming back to Florida for the um for the game against. Oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah, just right, traveling yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got I was you. thinking they were traveling two days, and I was like, <laughs> wow, they really got screwed. Um, but also shout out bourbon on a budget. I'm definitely going to that game, and Brendan and I are definitely going to doing some bourbon hunting um, that nice. week. So that'd be a good one for FSU fan. You know, when you're looking at like an away game to go to. Come drink some bourbon with us up in Louisville. Yeah, that's a tough – I mean, that game's not a walk in the park, but I do think, like, if you have Jordan Travis in that game last year, you probably end up winning it. Defense played really, really well second half, not so well first half. If you can just kind of keep them from getting off to a really, really hot start, you'll have a great chance in that game. Nothing's a sure thing. Louisville's not a great team, uh, and if and if we're healthy, I, I like us there. Uh, getting to come home, a little bit of an extended, longer week because you do play on a Saturday – BC at home. BC returning their quarterback, Jerkovic, who is very good, but she looks good against them last year on the road. Kind of fought off a big comeback effort by them and got the win. This is another must win for FSU. I don't think it's, you know, you lose this game and somebody's getting fired, but I do think that this is the kind of game that sets the tone for the rest of the season. If you're not beating BC, you're probably not beating teams like the next three that we play. So BC on September 24th, uh, I think Florida State has a really, really good chance to go three and one or four and zero to start the season. It all kind of comes down to that LSU game. But if you beat LSU, I like you in both of these next two games. Yeah, and I, I really like that we do get Duquesne, like the traditional what you would expect tune-up game that we used to see to start seasons. Um, so I love that we play. So if you get out of that Duquesne game healthy, I think big advantage Florida State just because you've played a game, you've done it. Obviously, you're going to New Orleans. It'll probably be. Uh, a you know LSU heavy crowd, but who says Florida State can't pack half the stadium, guys? But boosters are taking ticket requests, buy one and get to that. Uh, but yeah, BC, I think that's a perfect home opener for ACC play. And again, like you said, a game you definitely should win. You know, we'll, we'll stress this again. This is Mike Norville's third year, so that there's a lot less excuses that are available. And if he can beat Louisville, Boston College, we're going to beat Duquesne. Like you said, you could be three and one. And if you upset LSU, who I don't think will be a huge favorite, there it's not a stretch to say they could be four and oh. Do I think they will be? Probably not, but it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. If they get into October with a four and record, they will probably be ranked and have a whole yeah. ton of good things going on for them. They get this Wake Forest team, which the only game that really wasn't close this year for Florida State was the Wake Forest game. I do think that that game was a little bit closer than the final score indicated. Uh, down three scores, Florida State um, drove inside of Wake Forest 22 times and came away with zero points, uh, two, two drives in a row, and, and got a stop in between those two drives. 
that would have made it a one-score game if Florida State could have put the ball in the end zone twice. So I think they were close. I think that they were kind of knocking on the door at times right there and just couldn't get over the hump. I would expect this to be a closer game, but I think this is going to be – this is that tough October stretch that I was talking about. Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson in back-to-back-to-back weeks. No buy in between any of it. You do get the buy after Clemson. And I hate to sound like a negative per, negative, like super negative on this, but these are teams that you went 0 and 3 against last year. If if you offered me one and two in this stretch right here, I might take it. Because I'm worried about it. Like this to me, this is the toughest part of the schedule. Yeah. And if we can go four and zero or three and one to start the year, I would take one and two here. Uh, I don't. I know that's defeatist. I know that that it's very early. I might tell some lies after the spring game, but I think one and two here would be really, really good. Obviously, if you can get to two and one, you can upset. You know, Florida State's probably going to be an underdog in all three of these games. Maybe just two of them, um, but certainly going to be an underdog against Clemson and again and at NC State. So I think one and two is realistic. You know, and one and two is yeah. is. It's what I would take out of these three. Three tough games back-to-back-to-back against three physical teams. Uh, I think that's a really tough stretch for FSU. So I I think the silver lining here, Wake Forest hosts Clemson the week before they come to Tallahassee, and NC State is at Clemson the week before they come to Florida State. So the ACC really did us some favors there. I know we love to you know, complain about how the ACC is out to get us, but Getting two teams back-to-back that are coming off of a game against Clemson and then playing Clemson next, it, it is a tough stretch and definitely the toughest three-week stretch of the season. But again, you got to play these teams eventually, and the schedule could have set up a lot worse like we've already discussed. Just line it up and play it because it, it is a tough stretch. I do agree one and two is nothing to be upset about, but find a way to go two and one. You know, we're, I'm not going to talk about a three and oh in that stretch, but yeah, go two and one there. And again, that that's... These are the type of stretches that Florida State fans are eager to see in a coach's third season. So I've gone back and forth on this. We get the bye week after Clemson and then Georgia Tech. I've gone back and forth thinking, man, I would have really liked that bye before Clemson so we had two weeks to prepare for it uh, as opposed to after Clemson. But I think that I'm going to go back to my homer mentality here, and I'm going to say I actually like the bye after Clemson, and here's why. Bye before Clemson or not, I think Clemson's beating us this year. Like, I, I don't mean to sound super negative. I don't mean to sound like, oh, well, we have no shot or anything like that. But Clemson's probably winning that game one way or the other. They but, should, yeah. But you get a bye week the week after Clemson, and you get a, a, a lesser opponent, a Georgia Tech team that we've struggled with teams in Atlanta in the past, but you get that at home. You get two weeks to prepare for them. You get two weeks uh, – to rest up after a very physical stretch of Wake, NC State, and Clemson, and you should beat Georgia Tech. Clemson's probably a loss either way, whether there's a buy or not. So I like the fact that there's a buy before Georgia Tech because, to me, that is a must-win and a should-win and a, and a will-win. Florida State will win that game against Georgia Tech. So I, I actually like the buy after. I think, again, that's a, that's a favor to us. Now, I think anyone would like a buy before Clemson. I'm totally on board with that. I think there's a reason they didn't do that because Clemson doesn't have a bye the week before us, do they? I think they try to like even those things out. So I, so. I like the bye before Georgia Tech. Um, and I, I like us to win that game. Um, we got to start beating the the teams at the bottom of the barrel in the ACC. So, yeah, that's, um, that's one of those. If you tell me heading into the season, we're going to lose to Georgia Tech, 
Um, I'm telling you, that's not great for, for Coach Norvell, but I'm on your page. That's a game they Florida State should win. Obviously, you remember the Jeff Sims game after you know the Boise game got scrapped and they came to Doka and beat us uh, in the first game that year. But I, I'm sorry, Jeff Collins is on his way out at Georgia Tech, and this might be to the point in the season where a Florida State win could be it for him. Um, I don't see him getting to the end of the season. So, again, like you said, a game, you, you need to win this one. Yeah, there are some – we'll talk about the schedule more in depth as time goes on, but there are some absolute must-wins for Florida State. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think Duquesne, Louisiana, Georgia Tech, and Syracuse are those games. Yeah. Those four games have to be won. And not that if you lose one of those – well, if you lose a Duquesne game, it might be trouble. But not that fire any everybody. of those are like <laughs> – yeah, not that any of those are like fireable offenses because you could no. – you know, if you upset – Clemson, but lose to Louisiana. I mean, nobody's going to love that, but kind of evens out, right? If if you are losing to the Georgia Techs and the Syracuses and the uh, Louisianas of the world, how in the world are you ever going to be competitive against the Miamis and the Floridas and the other teams like that? So uh, we get into November, and this is where I think the schedule is very, very manageable. You go to Miami, to Syracuse, and then at home against Louisiana – and then at home against Louisiana 2.0, the Friday night game against the Gators um, in Doak. I know there's a lot of talk about the Friday night game there, but I think the Miami and Florida games are complete coin flips. You beat one of those teams by three. You lost to the other one by three. You could very easily go 2-0, 0-2, or 1-1 in those games. And I, I would not be shocked with any result uh, of those four. And I think sandwiched in between there, you've got two wins. I think you yeah. beat Syracuse. And I think you beat Louisiana. So I like the way – that this schedule shakes out in November as well. Miami game will be a ton of emotion, a ton of pressure, a ton of hype, a ton of intensity. Same thing with the Florida game at the end. Got a great chance to go and win. I think I think in November you need to go three and one. You drop one game to a rival, and nobody wants to do that, but it happens, right? You beat one of these yeah. teams by three, you lose by three this year. You know that's gonna, you're not going to win every single rivalry game, right? You're not. It, Jimbo's not here, but. <laughs> Three and one in this November stretch would would go a long way, and I think would be really really impressive. Yeah, and it and just the it sucks that this is the way it is, but it, it would really suck if you beat Miami, Syracuse, Louisiana, and then lose to Florida to end the season, right? But yeah. but at that point, at least you're most likely going to a bowl game because if you have three wins in November, you're going to be playing in a bowl because you like I said, there's going to be three other wins on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Louisiana, I mean, though they finished in the top twenty this year, they lost their coach, they lost half their roster to graduation and they lost the other half to the transfer portal to go to other schools. So that, that is a game that they should absolutely win. And like you said, Miami and Florida, two teams in Miami hired a shadow. Some they uh, about called him Manny Mario hired Michigan's offensive coordinator today. Um, gratis. I think that's a really good hire, but it's weird fit in my opinion, a run heavy offensive coordinator down in South Florida. But like you said, three and one in that stretch would be a win in my opinion. Because that means you probably have seven, eight wins on the season, which you really need to get to this year. Yeah. When you look at it by quadrants or like months, you know, thirds or whatever, in that first four game stretch, Duquesne, LSU, Louisville, Boston College, I think two and two or three and one is very attainable. I do think the Wake, NC State, Clemson, Georgia Tech stretch is a little bit tougher. I think two and two is probably about as good as it gets there. It might even be one and three if you drop those first three and then beat Georgia Tech. But I think if you go two and two to start, then two and two in the middle, and then three and one to finish, two, two, and three is seven wins. If you find another win anywhere in there, I think that gets you to your 
eight wins, which would be an incredible season. And yeah. I, I think one that would show true progress. So seven, eight wins. Where are you at on, on the, uh, on the win totals? Yeah. And it's, it's so tough to say right now because we don't know what the roster is going to look like after spring and then heading into fall camp. But again, like I said, to open the show, I, I think the schedule sets up nicely I'm going to go a little conservative. I definitely think there's a path to eight, maybe even nine wins. If you get a couple breaks, I'm going to say seven and five for right now. Um, just to be on the conservative end, because I've overestimated our win total every year since we started the show, TJ. So I'm trying to bring it down a little bit. I like seven wins as well. I think that if you can somehow upset LSU, um, which I, I think the Florida State will have a great chance to do. If you can yeah. upset LSU, you'll have a great chance to get to eight because you really should start 4-0 if you upset LSU. And then once you're 4-0, even if you did drop two of the next three to the, the tough stretch of uh, Wake, NC State, and Clemson, then you are uh, – if you're 1-2 and two after 4-0, then you're 5-2. and two. You're 6-2 and two with a win against Georgia Tech. And then you just got to win two of these four – to get to eight wins, right? And I think those two are right there in uh, Syracuse and Louisiana. So I think eight's possible if you beat LSU. If you yeah. lose to LSU, you really have to be careful to not drop another one to a BC or a Q's because that's when it really would start to, you know, like, oh, man, we're fighting to just to get to six at this point, right? Like and, our, and you our can't seven number to, becomes tough. Yeah, and you can't lose to LSU and Louisville back-to-back, -back, especially with a bye, because then you're going a full month without a win, and it's just that mentality of, oh, man, here we go again. It's been 24 days since we won a football game. We, we need that, that those eras of Florida State football to be well behind us. So, uh, yeah, LSU-Louisville, based just on that alone, to me might be the most important two-game stretch because you got to win one of them. Yeah, and if you win both, you set up the rest of the season yes. for – just who knows what. So Absolutely. anyway, all right, good stuff. Good stuff there with the um, schedule. Excited. We'll continue to break that down. Ed Kennedy has a piece he's working on that will be um, coming out on kind of our some of our early schedule thoughts with different folks here at the podcast. Um, so stay tuned for that at doublefriesnoslaw.com. Oregon State Director of Player Personnel, Derek. Can you pronounce this last name for me? Yeah, the Y is silent, so it's just Ray. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if you just had a typo here. I've been disconnected the last couple of days. Hired for newly created general manager position at FSU. We talked about it a little bit in the spaces, but uh, do you want to enlighten these people on what a general manager does in uh, in uh, college football? I would love to if I had any idea. It sounds like a lot of these schools are <laughs> starting it. to they're starting to add these type of positions with random names. Like Florida's got someone named a game change coordinator. I, people are just throwing titles out there. But from what I understand, he's definitely going to be heavily involved in organizing the recruiting efforts on campus for Florida State and a little bit outside of campus. So when they host these junior days um, or recruiting weekends, he's going to have a, you know, a, a big say in what happens. Uh, he survived a head coaching change at Oregon State, which is very rare. Typically, new coaches come in and just clean house. Uh, but Oregon State elected to keep him on despite a coaching change. Uh, heavy West Coast guy, ties to Fresno State. Uh, Mike Norvell's knowing him, and uh, again, he's just someone to come in and make Norvell's job and the assistant coach's job that much easier when it comes to recruiting weekends, um, and we'll see what other roles he has from there. So it's a very similar role to what he had in director of player personnel at Oregon State, but again, at Florida State showing a commitment, you know, that this, that type of position isn't cheap. I think, you know, Newberg hinted it'd be 
close to a quarter million dollars. That, that's a big investment. So Florida State fans should be excited about that because, again, yeah. we're all saying we want this team to be committed. Well, hires like this, creating a brand new position at a quarter million dollars, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Love the commitment there. Love to kind of see what happens there. Florida State's been very active uh, in some of their off-field hiring. They're not uh, they're not doing the uh, UF thing where they're creating a press release for every you know <laughs> for smoothie, every single person for every for every smoothie maker that gets hired uh, on staff. But they've been very effective with their off-field hires this year. So excited to see <laughs> that nil talk. Um, Speaker of the House, uh, the State of Florida, Chris Sprouls has some concerning comments about. Uh, NIL, not being a big fan of the amendment that uh, Dylan Gibbons and others have been pushing and um, yeah, Chris LaMarca and Matt Gates and different people in the state of Florida have all kind of been behind. Speaker of the House, um, Chris Sprouse, uh, concerning comments this week, you know, just dumb, ignorant things like every exactly. kid getting a sport car, sports car and everything else. And uh, even if they were, I mean, you know, I asked Josh this the other day, what's the issue with that? What, what yeah. you know, is it a bad thing for a 19 year old to have a sports car? I mean, is that, you know, anyway, just an idiot. So hopefully we can kind of apply enough pressure. We had a really, really good conversation on the Twitter spaces on Friday while I was at Epcot getting cussed out by my wife. Um, so check out um, the Twitter spaces. It's on my profile. That one didn't get uploaded to Patreon because I was at Epcot and couldn't upload it. But go to my Twitter profile, scroll back a day or two and uh, you should be able to find that spaces that we chatted with um, U.S. representatives. We chatted with Dylan Gibbons. We chatted with different people about that NIL talk, but hopefully something that does not get killed or shot down over the next few uh, weeks, because it is very important for Florida to kind of get on the right track there. Yeah. And I was listening to that space with uh, Dylan Gibbons when he was kind of hanging out for the whole hour there. And man, if, if Florida, if the state of Florida, not just Florida state, the big three, if you need an NIL lobbyist, hire Dylan Gibbons right now, uh, because he even quoted, uh, one of the tweets about NIL saying, yeah, I've raised $200,000 for people in need. And it could have been a lot more if we didn't have these restrictions in Florida. So yeah. like you said, I, I think Chris Browse, I think it's more ignorance than anything. I know Josh kind of joked, well, he went to Stetson, so he doesn't get the idea of a big Florida football school, but you're the speaker of the house in the state of Florida representatives. We're not talking politics. We're talking paying college football players like that. That should not be a controversy and restricting Florida compared to states like Texas with the expectation that, Oh, they'll, they'll lighten their, or they'll tighten up their restrictions to more line up with Florida. That's a bad game plan. In my opinion, you need yeah. to say, no, let, if, if things do start to tighten up throughout the country, we can follow suit, but restricting, you know, three major, national brands that are all housed in your state because you think a kid's going to, everyone's getting a BMW to drive to, to campus. It's crazy to me. And hopefully, pretty asinine. Yeah. And hopefully he does talk with a guy like Dylan Gibbons and he can explain, listen, this is what I did for, you know, Peyton, get Peyton to Tallahassee, like stuff like that. that, Timothy. that was, Timothy, Timothy, excuse me. Pey Peyton was a different one that she went to high school with, but yeah, get Timothy to tally like stuff like that. That wouldn't have happened without name, image and likeness in Florida. Um, and of course, not every kid's going to do that. Of course, some kids just want to stack their bank account as much as they can. But like you said, what's the problem with that? Anyone else, if I'm a student and I, have a, and I go famous gaming on Twitch in high school and I get to Florida State, I can make a million dollars a year just streaming my gaming. I right. guarantee you he doesn't have a problem with that. So, yeah, I, I, I just think he needs to better inform himself before making a comment like that. Yeah, for sure. It was very... 
very frustrating to hear that because you do see so many good, so many, so many good things done by like people like Dylan and, and Jordan Travis has done great things with Dylan and different people. Um, it's frustrating to hear comments like that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong for somebody who, you know, not to take it political, but for somebody who, um, you know, Chris Brawls believes in free market capitalism. It's frustrating to hear that he would um, argue capitalism for 18, 19, 20 year olds. Um, you know, yeah. it's okay for him to make money, but it's not okay for these kids to be making money. And so that is frustrating. That's, that's, and this is not a, so we're a Florida state podcast, right? We, you know, if, if you haven't figured that out 32 minutes into this, we, we support Florida state. We talk about Florida state. That's our focus, but this is not a Florida state problem. This no. is a, I mean, if you're a Gator fan, if you're a Kane fan, if you're a UCF fan, if you're a USF fan, this is a problem for all of us. This is not just like a, oh, Florida State Dylan Gibbons talked about it, or Florida State's in Tallahassee. This is a problem for the Gators too. And this is a problem for Miami too. We, we talk about, you know, how are we going to keep our kids in state? And how are we going to keep them from going to Alabama and Clemson, Ohio State and these different places? We're probably not going to keep them from doing that. But I know we have no chance if, if no. this isn't passed and, amended so um continue to tune in the spaces continue to kind of follow dylan gibbons and his work um and we'll kind of try and keep you guys updated on it as well um because it's a state issue it's not just yeah. you know the kids in tallahassee um rough week for fsu hoops we don't have a basketball minute this week because it would just be depressing rough week for hoops um losses at clemson and at home to not vt but wake forest um <laughs> That was yesterday, last week. I'm, I'm all yeah, over the place. <laughs> Florida State made a push late yesterday. I was watching on my phone at, at the Magic Kingdom, but just could not come up with the win. Wake Forest wins. Clemson wins. And um, our, our, our tournament hopes are on absolute life support. Obviously, you could win and get in um, later in the year. And Florida State's shown the ability to win big games, but injuries are absolutely piling up. Uh, you know, I love the kids' fight. I love the kids' effort. You know, Mills had a huge three to cut it to one yesterday, and you felt like, oh, we might be able to steal this thing. Love the way the kids play. There's just so many injuries. It just doesn't feel like our year, but you can play your way in, you know, and, and we'll see kind of what happens. I do think if you won out from here, you you would probably get in yeah. uh, with some wins down the stretch. But, uh, you know, Pitt on Wednesday night, UNC Saturday – Obviously, you need to go 2-0 in those games. UNC got trounced last night by Duke in Coach K's final performance there at the Dean Dome. So, um, you know, tough one, tough couple this weekend for FSU hoops. Um, the weatherman's gotten in, though. That's been fun to watch. Is it Pietro? Am I saying that right? Prieto. Watch yeah. Harrison Prieto. Yeah. yeah well, He's gotten and in and got a double-double last night, right? That was fun. That's that's how bad it is for State, and not, this is not a shot against Harrison Prieto because I was tweeting him nonstop uh, or about him nonstop last, yesterday afternoon. Um, but when you're down three starters and you have a walk-on coming in it, who damn near had a double-double in the first half alone, finished with 13 points, 13 boards, a great performance. At one point, Florida State from the field taking away Prieto was one of 22. You're not going to win a lot of games really bad. shooting that poorly. Um, the, the injuries, you know, Osborne obviously done for the season. We saw Naheem and Cloud is out now. Um, just that T Tanner Ingham got hurt like six times yesterday during the game. It kept coming out, going back in, and they just didn't have it. 
And like you said, it, tournaments on life support, I, I fully expect when the most uh, bracket projections are dropped tomorrow, Florida State's not even in like the first four out or next four out. But if you win these last seven games and then win a game or two in the ACC tourney, sure. Uh, right now, I believe they're sixth or seventh in the conference standing. So they would have one bye, uh, which would mean they'd have to win four games in four days to win the ACC tournament. Not out of the realm of possibility, just not at all what I expect to see. I, I don't think this is a NCAA tournament team. I don't know if there's an NIT this year or whatnot. Uh, I don't really care. But yeah, the, this has been a brutal. You win six games in a row, Miami twice, Duke once, your top of the <laughs> ACC standings, and then you lose four straight to, quite frankly, three bad teams in a, in a pretty solid wake team that will be in the tournament disappointing um i thought about doing a basketball minute with like funeral music behind us today but i just didn't have time but there will be at least one more before the season is over i can promise you that yeah for sure and if not we'll just do one for the women at the end of the year and so that'll there we go um <laughs> no frustrating and, and stinks to see because there was so much positive momentum with the team and things yeah. did look really good but they maybe were playing above their heads just a bit there and so um real quick though you know, the, try and you know, regroup the, and go from there yeah, and the team has not looked good, but TJ, get the tweet ready. Because what does look good right now is all of this new merch from 199 Threads. They are at 199 underscore threads on Twitter. Um, I love how they do this. They do a lot of their new merchandise drops around basketball games. Uh, so they probably planned that Wake Forest and Florida State would be a bigger game than it was. They didn't know Florida State would struggle this much, but they did a combo Florida State Wake Forest drop. You can see it right there. I'm wearing the pullover currently in there so if you're watching this live or on the replay phenomenal pullover order a size up guys i ordered a medium originally it was far too small um but got the large here it's great quality uh they have a lot of good stuff i have the white basketball shorts i'm definitely going to get those gold ones um but anytime they do a new merch we told them we'd be happy to, to shout them out and share it with them so definitely pick some up i know tj is about to get some uh most likely as well yeah, no, super excited for them. Um, I like their releases. Their releases are really, really cool the way they do them with uh, the big games. So go check them out for sure. Um, talking about b basketball, Pitt at home on Wednesday night, UNC on the road on Saturday. Got to get that win Wednesday night and then see what happens from there. So pick up a win and then move on, go on, and we'll be set. Hey, I went to the tennis match last night in Lake Nona. Both FSU's men's and women's tennis teams took on the Gators, um, same place that we saw the uh, Sweet 16 last year. And it was cool because both matches were happening at the same time, so you could literally just look over to your left and see the women, look over to your right and see the men. They both fell. Uh, neither uh, – the Gators won both of those, but uh, both teams played really, really well and are starting to come together. Florida State's women had a, a full – their full roster together for the first time this year. And you can tell they're still like early kind of playing with that full roster. But it, do, I was talking with coach Hyde this morning, which we got to get her back on and get her back up to uh, Alford's uh, record. But uh, they're really putting things together um, and really starting to learn how to like gel and play as a team and going to be a dangerous team as uh, time goes on. They play that weekend that I was talking about going up there that last weekend of February. So nice. I'm going to try and go check them out when I go up to the baseball game as well um check out doublefriesnoslaw.com for a full update of who is playing what when and where for fsu athletics um mike um ferguson does a great job yeah. of keeping you updated with 
who's playing when, who played yesterday, what games are coming up. Um, and so check them out. He goes much more into depth than we're able to here on the show. Um, I'm just waiting for Mike to – yeah, real quick. Sorry, I'm just waiting ahead. for Mike to release his, like, 2023 calendar where every day has a FSU anniversary because he's he's been working in this for years, and he knows of yeah. FSU anniversaries that nobody does. So I, I need him to put together a 2023 calendar. That way we're better prepared. Um, no, I'm with it. I, I like it. Um, FSU's women's hoops plays today against Notre Dame. They start in 12 minutes at 2 p.m. Um, first, uh, thousand fans there, there receive a lead her forward shirt. Today is the play for K, um, game. FSU's women will be wearing pink in today's, uh, matchup. So check them out against Notre Dame today. Um, Softball had their fan day yesterday. They start their season this week, and baseball has their fan day this weekend. Starts their season the next week. So yep. the stickball sports will be uh, will be back very soon. We're gonna get um, Mike on here next week. Yeah, no, I'm with it. Harlan, hook us up. Um, maybe we'll get Mike and Lonnie on. We'll do a there we'll we do go. A duo. A Speaking show. of getting getting somebody on the show, we Richie, do you have yeah. any shout outs before we get out of here? We got a shout out. Uh, we got one more thing, but then. Yeah. Sh- shout out my uh, best friend, Weston, lives in Jupiter and sends me and my wife a text at nine o'clock last night saying, hey, meet us at SeaWorld in the morning. Sorry, bro. I, I need more than 12 hours notice. I hope you guys have fun. <laughs> but then that's my only shout out. That's hilarious. Um, shout out Brisa's. Shout out Gramco. I've been wearing the hat. None of these are yeah. official uh, sponsors yet. But um, <laughs> shout out Gramco. Shout out Brisa's. Um, doing a lot to support FSU. Um, on the back end, and then it'll all kind of come to light soon as well. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything. We did an interview this week with Kaysen, the celebrity yes. there in Tallahassee, six-year-old legend um, who throws down the U. Um, it feels a little sad to be doing this after FSU basketball has <laughs> kind, of, kind of taken a nosedive. But there yeah. was a time this season when we were the hottest team in the ACC and try to hold on to those memories as we interview Kaysen. Check out that interview. It's like 10, 15 minutes long. It's really quick. It's really funny. Kid is hilarious. And then we will be back with you guys next Sunday, if not before then. I don't know if there's anything coming before then. But if not, we'll be back with you guys next Sunday. Until then, enjoy this interview with Kaysen and go Knowles. We are back on Double Fries No Slaw with a very special guest, the legend himself, Mr. Kaysen. Kaysen, (laughs) how are you doing today? Good. Good. So you have, I, I, I don't even know how to ask this or like what your thoughts are or what the family's thoughts are, but like you've become somewhat of a legend around FSU. How, how, for those that don't know, how old are you, Kaysen? I'm really good. How uh, old are you? How old are you? And I'm six. <laughs> six. <laughs> so did you think when this basketball season started, did you think that you were going to be the team's like unofficial ambassador this year. Like, did you think this was all going to happen? Did you have it planned out or no? I no thought clue. this would never happen. <laughs> did you, so you love that. Bas- Is basketball your favorite sport? Um, I actually can't decide of two because football and basketball. Football and basketball. So one of your favorite sports and you, okay, let's ask that first. Who's your favorite player on the team right now? Basketball team. Um, I've lots. 
Yeah, it's hard Let's hear to about decide it. because I like all the players. Yeah, yeah. You're, who are, who are some of the ones you look at when they're on the court, just playing? Like, I want to be like that guy out there. Mm-hmm. I like Matthew Cleveland. Well, Matthew Cleveland, and I like him because he's a finisher. He can finish good. Yeah. <laughs> um. My second one I'm going to say is Kayla Mills because um he's. He, he's like a beast. All he has to do is shoot over someone. I mean, he had leading points at Clemson. He gets on Mills fire. is my he, favorite player, too. Yeah, Mills is Richie's favorite. <laughs> I think a lot of people are loving those two guys this year. Yeah. Um, both Mills and Cleveland. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. You did not expect all this to kind of take off and all this to happen, but you they showed you up on the Jumbotron – Correct. And on ESPN. So you were you were at the game against Miami. You didn't even know that it was on ESPN until I'm sure until mom and dad got a million texts and everything else. Exactly. So you threw down the U. Can we get that? Can we get that official right here? I won't do it as well as you, but can we get one of those? You threw that down. I need to know. I mean, we've seen players do that in the past. We've seen Demarcus Walker do that. We've seen I mean, Timmy Jernigan did that well before you were here and with us and on the outside. What made you think to do that? Like, who did you learn that from? Well, at first, I saw, you know, the students. I saw the students on the Jumbotron, and I saw them doing the downy. I was like, this is how I learned it. Dad, what are they doing? My dad was like, well, you know how Miami does the up you? We, they're mean to us. So we do the down you. I love it. I love it. And so you got caught not only on the Jumbotron, but on ESPN. Everyone's sharing your picture. Everyone's talking about it. You, I assume, didn't have social media because you're six, like you talked about. Um, but you're like famous. What was that like? Did, did your classmates ask you about it? Did they see you on TV? Like, what, what was that newfound fame like? It was, like, cool. Yeah? yeah I my, bet. My classmates were, like, they, everyone in the classroom was like, I watched your video. <laughs> they probably didn't, just like you didn't expect it, they probably didn't expect to be going to school with a celebrity. Like, they had, like, you blew their mind, too, right? <laughs> So it's pretty mind blowing. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so then we get into you've had a feud with Barstool's Dave Portnoy since mm-hmm. this whole thing started. Um, not a lot of people go toe to toe with Portnoy, but y- you have not shied away from this competition. And so you've taken not only the downward you and given that to Miami, who we then beat again a few days later, but you've got this war with Portnoy going on. And how does it? I mean. Not many people could say this, but how does it feel to have won that war? To like come out on top and Florida State go two and zero. Um, but after the game that we won by one point, that was Miami's home court. Yeah. When, when it ended, we we like we we missed the basket. Remember, we were still up by one. Mm-hmm. We missed the basket, and we're like, "Oh no, they're going to score!" And, and then and that the buzzer beater, they missed it, and then the. Our home got messy. You don't want to know how it happened. Every 
everybody got hit by pillows. We, we threw up pillows like confetti. It was so weird. It called oh, for a studies. celebration yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, so what happened? So Dave sent you that message. What did he say to you and how did all that go down? He said that I was going to cry after the Miami game. But I showed him with the video of mine. I was like, with chocolate milk. I was like, never had a doubt. <laughs> He's dead, so I was going to cry. So I made a video. And I was like, hey, Dave, who's crying now? That was funny, what? actually. It was amazing. No, and it went viral, and everyone shared it, and your fame grew. I'm glad that you – okay, let me just tell you, I did not feel good about that. When we missed it at the end – and they had the last shot. Richie was on your team. Like, Richie never lost faith. I lost faith. I thought for sure <laughs> that we had beat them at the last second. I thought they were going to beat us the last second. But I think God's a Seminole fan. So, like, it all worked out in our favor. And we ended up pulling off the victory. So, sure. with all that, you've been able to do some pretty cool things with your newfound fame. Um, did you think it was cool when Madison – had you been to Madison Social before? Were you familiar with mm -hmm. them? But did you think it was pretty cool when – the best BLT dip place in town reaches out and then says, we want to put your face on a t-shirt. Is that pretty cool? <laughs> Trust me. It was awesome. <laughs> they've put Jameis Winston on a t-shirt. They've put Leonard Hamilton on it. They've done stuff for Mike Martin and they've done stuff for Kaysen too. Like your name, like you're like on that FSU Mount Rushmore now. Is that how you feel? <laughs> it's really cool. Isn't it? Kaysen? <laughs> But it's given you a chance to um, be able to do some other really cool stuff. And I want to ask your mom about this, too. We appreciate, April, you joining us as well. Yeah, but thank you. You guys have not only taken, you know, some of the funds that are being raised from the MADSO shirts that are being sold and given back, but you've encouraged other businesses and local places in Tallahassee to do the same. So can you just talk to us a little bit about MADSO reaching out, doing the shirts, what you guys are doing with – those funds and then how other people can get involved as well. Yeah, sure. So yeah, when Matt reached out to us and asked us about doing a shirt with Kaysen, you know, it was one of those things as a parent where you just kind of take a step back because he is only six, you know, and you want to make good choices for him, but also let him have his moment. Um, and so we talked about it and we're like, well, this could be a good learning experience for Kaysen. We can use his platform, you know, to show him how he can use it for good work and we talked to him about it and we had decided this could be a good opportunity for any money that he happens to make off of his shirts. We can donate it to charity. And we did some research on it and we um, decided to go with the Hang Tough Foundation and First Tee Tallahassee. They are, you know, two smaller charities. They're local. Um, they don't get the big grant funding. So they rely pretty heavily. They, you know, they rely solely, I guess, on private funding. So we were like, well, you know, we're going to promise, you know, $2,500 for Kaysen's part of it. Um, but we thought it would be really cool if any businesses were on board with it and agreed with the message and wanted to help these charities too, that they could match it so to speak. So, you know, we've asked businesses if they're willing and comfortable and able at this time to do like $500 or even up to the full match of $2,500. Um, that would be great. You know, it would make a big difference for the youth and the kids in our local community through those charities. 
So I want to ask, Kaysen, when you, that first Miami game happened and it went kind of went viral, then you're back for the Duke game. And at that point, you'd already got the attention of all of Florida State fans, especially on social media. Um, two things. Just how exciting was that Duke game to be at? What a fun game. And then, I know. Uh, I missed the Duke game, Kaysen. Can you tell us how fun it was? Uh, yeah. Mom missed the game so, so our neighbors could come. <laughs> yeah, he filled in in my spot. But what all did you get to do, and how fun was it? We got to go and. Uh, I saw you with the band race? a little bit. <laughs> the Waterburger race. The 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 Waterburger rally races. Yeah. All right. So everybody loves Waterburger. Yeah. So that was fun, and you got to play with the band, right? Did you get them? How, <laughs> how cool is that? Because I, I saw you beating the drum, I thought, on, on one video there. Did you get to beat the drum? Oh, yeah. April, I have you real quick. I, I, I have to ask because I was super jealous. You know, six-year-old Richie going way back, you know, 20-plus years ago. Right. I was jealous that Kaysen got to go to a years. nine o'clock game on a weeknight. How did how did he convince you to make that happen? Because that's a pretty uh that's a pretty big move right there. I I know. Well, we talked about it, and after <laughs> what had happened at the Miami game, he had such a good time. And you know, he is used to maybe keeping a little later hours because he does have an older brother that's nine. So he probably does tend to stay up a little late sometimes. But I told my husband, I'm like. You only live once, and <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, well, he, and, and truthfully, he almost didn't get to go. We had actually asked another um, friend to take his place, too, and <laughs> they weren't able to, so kind of by lucky. default, he got to. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, all right, sorry. Kason, I'm, we were asking about football. We were talking about football a little bit. I think that you're kind of putting yourself in a good position with some of these coaches showing like your loyalty at such a young age. What I do want to know is what sport you're planning on playing when you get to FSU. It's hard. I know. I know. Talk about how you football and catching and all that. I got ice sticky hands, so I'm a great catcher. <laughs> okay. So you, you could maybe play for Coach Norvell and Coach Martin. Are you going to play baseball? Like, are you going to, like, Jameis was playing two sports, different guys that played two sports. Would you play two sports at once, or are you kind of like a solo guy? Which two do you think you want to play? Deion Sanders played two, two sports. That's perfect. He's in college in here. Charlie and Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward did, too. Yeah. Basketball as well. So what would be your two sports? If, if you had to pick two sports, what are you doing? Basketball, football. I love it. Love it. I, want, I need you to win a Heisman just like Charlie. I need all of those things. you got some that time. That would be awesome. You've got some time to get ready, so not a lot of pressure right now, but we'll be back in like 10, 11 years. That's right. <laughs> he loves it. He plays basketball now, so he's pretty That's heavy awesome. into it. Have That's you been awesome. to the Leonard Hamilton basketball kit before yet, or is that going to be this year the first time? Well, so I, we have a nine-year-old, and he okay. actually attended the camp last year for the first time as an eight-year-old. Nice. And they do an amazing job with that camp. You know, yeah. just thinking about the wide age range of kids that go there and then them spending all day there with those kids and, you know, college students, it's kind of like, oh, you know, because there's just, it's a big gap. Yeah. Um, and, but they do a phenomenal job with that camp. And honestly, like Coach Hamilton has done an amazing job with the basketball program in general. Yeah. I mean, me and my husband, we talk about this. Like, you never hear of the kids getting in trouble. They all graduate. 
they're successful after college. And it just, you know, as a parent, it's really cool when your kids love a program that is just a good, solid program with good kids and good, good role models. It just really, I don't know, it's, it makes it even better being an FSU fan and your kids loving them too. <laughs> Did you guys, did you guys go to Florida State, mom and dad? Did you, did you grow so up in I Tallahassee? I did Florida State, but my husband did. He graduated in 2007. Um, and actually, Kaysen's great-grandparents even graduated from Florida State. That's they awesome. were missionaries, so they went later in life. But um, I would say most of our family that has graduated from college all went to Florida State for the most yeah. part. Cool. No, that's awesome. Um, what is older? Uh, last one I've got, and then I'll let Richie kind of, wrap us up and we'll get out of here. We appreciate you guys' time, but yeah. What, uh, what does big brother think about this? Is he, is he supportive? Is he, is there some jealousy in their case? Is he, was, he <laughs> <Jealousy>. was famous? <laughs> so, you know, at first there is the moment where it's like, wait a minute, what is happening, happening here? I'm the older brother and his older brother is, you know, he kind of has that leadership type yeah. personality and, you know, in general anyways, but he really, has come on board and is supportive. He jokes now that he's his manager and we call him <laughs> like his bodyguard awesome. too. When they take him off at the games, we're like, go with your brother and make sure he's okay. So yeah. he he's definitely on board now for sure. Yeah, that's well, awesome. I, I'm I'm a graduate of uh, Florida State's sport management program, so uh, just oh, need cool. to get Big Brother in there, so he'll graduate by the time Kaysen's ready to uh, make his entrance to the professional realms. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have one last question. But going back to Hamilton basketball camp, real quick, I'm just curious because I talk to a lot of people that go to it or bring kids there. Um, who was his favorite counselor? So current player on the team that, that, that was there. Cause I know they're heavily involved with it or, or April, who did you see that was really involved? Cause I, I love hearing those stories. Um, yeah, well, Keegan, Keegan's actually here. He, he can tell you kind of what about the camp and yeah. stuff. If that's okay. Yeah, bring him on, bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah. Jumping in. Absolutely. Anytime. Um, yeah. Come on, can jump in for my Come sit right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of stand behind him, Keeks, or lean over. Hi. Hey, how's it going? The manager. That's right. So your mom was telling us that you finally got to go to Leonard Hamilton's basketball camp for the first time. And I know a lot of people that attended or taken kids there. Who was your counselor and and what players did you really enjoy being around? Because that seems like such a cool experience for a Florida State basketball fan, especially at a young age. Yeah. My first counselor for the first week, my counselor was Malik Osborne. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. And Cleveland Yates mm-hmm. was his name, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really cool to be around, like, Malik Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we hope he can get better and come back healthy next year because that, that's a big one. But I was, I was just – telling your mom, I'm excited for you to get into the sport management program and become uh Kaysen's agent here uh, in the future. I, I see that sibling uh, love right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Well, real quick, just again, give us a recap of where we can support anyone who wants to support. Um, obviously you mentioned you guys are doing a lot of good things on top of what Madso and everything else is doing. So I, I want you to have a chance to tell where Florida state fans ca- can go to support. Cause we always push the boosters. We were pushing name, image, and likeness. We want to support all Seminoles on this podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> so the shirts are for sale on Madison socials, web- 
website. You can go there to actually purchase the shirt. And then um, if you want to link up, if you're a business that you want to get connected with us, we have a Gmail account for Kason and it's Kason, C-A-S-O-N for Knowles. So it's the number four, the Knowles, Kason for Knowles at gmail.com. Um, and then Kason also has a Twitter and an Instagram account. And those are both Kason for Knowles as well. And so you guys can reach out to us and um, we can link you guys up with the charities and the businesses for that. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you guys for taking some time and chatting today. Um, no, this is not, this is our youngest interview Hopefully that we ever do. I have a three-year-old and I couldn't imagine somebody reach out. <laughs> yeah. to me. I feel like a crazy person asking to reach out and interview somebody's kids, but we well, thought you guys had a really good story. He's also a celebrity now. So rules are a little bit different. And so <laughs> we wanted to help support anything that we could that's FSU related or giving back to charity or the good things that you guys have going on. So we appreciate yeah. it a ton. Yeah, and, um, we appreciate it too, you know, just being able to get it out there because, you know, people listen and learn from different methods or whatever. And it's been a good experience for Kaysen too. Um, he's been at school all day today. So, so he's <laughs> ready to go play. Bit, we're stretching it a little yeah. much, but <laughs> yeah. I hope we gave y'all something y'all can work with anyways. Uh, yeah, we absolutely. It. We're looking forward to, I was up at, I was up at the Virginia Tech game last week and they showed him up on the jumbotron again and i looked over my wife and i was like i'm gonna interview that kid this week and she's like do too many interviews but anyway <laughs> so um we appreciate you guys for hanging out and uh look forward to seeing you for several more years to come uh the whole family thank you guys so much and go Knowles. yeah we appreciate it go Knowles. all right thanks case and thanks April. all right thanks see you guys later bye, all right, bye. take care